yeah, we come in peace, yeah, we bring the sleeves, yeah, so take a seat, yeah, oh, the sex. Welcome to another episode of We Come in Peace. We Come in Peace. We Come in Peace. With our special guest, Sky Cell and I, a.k.a. Sex Machine, a.k.a. Uh, Cliff Booth, a.k.a. Adrian Martinez. And uh, later on, we might have another special guest. Uh, we'll see how that goes, too. Uh, right now, I'm joined here by Gabe and Fabian as well, obviously, because we're in every episode. But we really want to highlight the god, the, the the sex god himself, Sky Selenite, the, uh, the Don Draper, any, is, any name you want to call. Is Adrian really the... The, the sex symbol of this podcast. I mean, yeah. last, last time I heard is like he was banging dogs. So I just want to point out you, you, uh, you two gay boys are wearing the same color shirt. All right, so yeah, I'm I'm my stunt man. Yeah. In 2019, it's okay, guys. They can be gay. It's okay. it's you know we're we're we're. Okay. I'm an LGBT huh? know, ally. Not, not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying. I mean, I just felt like that was an attack on the character, to be honest. And it's what it felt like to me. What attack of like one of the like lamest movies of all time made me fall asleep on the second viewing? Oh, oh that's way. right. Yeah. By the Fuck way, you, guys, Tony. you're we, you're a hater. We you saw Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood on 35. It's QT's masterpiece. It's Definitely masterpiece. not. Oh, yeah. It's his masterpiece. You, you know why? It's his masterpiece. He Mention today's sponsor, the uh, the the Alamo Roadhouse. Oh yeah, the Draft House. By the way, guys, this episode sponsored by the Alamo Draft House, where we met the owner last Thursday, who gave us a tour of the entire place. Uh, fantastic guy. Uh, they do a bunch of special screenings, so make sure you make your way to the Alamo Draft House. Uh, if you love film and you want to experience movies on film, go to the, your local Alamo Draft House. They're in Phoenix, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Texas. You can find them anywhere in those locations. One Where's of the best my Chicago theaters. location? Uh, you guys don't have one, but uh, one of the best theaters you can go to is the Alamo Draft House. Oh, hell yeah. I've heard Especially, nothing but good things about that. It was incredible. Yes. So let beautiful. me talk to the owner. Maybe we could get a franchise out here in Chicago. It may be. I, I have his business card, and he gave it to We met him in the bathroom out of all yeah, places. Funny Adrian, story. Adrian was pissing and started the conversation up with this guy in the urinals. Who well, starts yeah, a well, conversation in the journal? I'm like hey. pissing and holding my fucking cock. I don't want to talk to some random fucking stranger in the fucking bathroom. So, hey, but look where it led us. Look where it led us, a good connection. So well, we're talking about wait, the movie. So, wait, so did you ask, like, hey, how big's your penis? Or, like, how do you start it? No, I even yeah. like that. We were talking about the movie. We came out, we were just like, wow, that was an experience on 35. Also, they have a great selection of beers. Domestic, craft, local, anything. It's just really, really cool place. Uh, so we're, we're taking a piss. This guy comes up with this like show enough shirt from the last dragon. And, and like, I forgot exactly what happened. Anyway. So we met the Alamo owner. Cool guy. I recommend the theater a lot. Right. If, I don't know if there's one in Chicago. There might be, I mean, I don't know where the closest one would be. I know they got one in, I think in New York, LA, Texas. I didn't even yeah. know they had one. Yeah. I, I believe there's gotta be one in New York. I didn't even know we had one here until you pointed it out. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a beautiful experience. Like if you, if you're gonna watch the movie again, like you had to experience it in 35 millimeter. You know, and this was that was my second time watching it. When was it Thursday? And that that was your third time watching it. Um, and yeah, I love that movie so. I love that movie so much. Me and my girlfriend, we did a double feature. 
we went to go watch The Lion King, and then we're like, let's go watch Once Upon a Time Hollywood. So mm. we watched it. So we went to the 10 o'clock screening. Did you, you know, go back to the Alamo, or did you go to Cinemark? No, 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 Cinemark. Cinemark. Yeah. You got to take her to the Alamo. Oh, yeah, yeah, I should. Uh, for the sixth time, maybe. Um, and then I saw it again today. I was going to watch it Sunday, but Sunday was... I can't talk about Sunday. It was it was interesting Sunday. I, I took like 10 naps on Sunday. Well, I uh, Sunday watched the movie for the second time on Saturday night. And immediately as I sat down in my chair, I fell asleep. Because you're biased. And didn't wake Whoa. up until uh, the fight. I, I didn't wake up until the fight scene. And then so, I watched the fight scene, which is the best part of the movie is the fight scene. That's all that real. That's that's all your money's worth is that fight scene. The oh. last 15 minutes. And then it, the movie was done. But So yeah. w- why did you watch it the second time? And then why are you saying you're going to see it a third time? Because in the chat you said you're seeing it a third time. So why are you seeing a movie so many times that you dislike? Because it puts you're, me right to sleep. You're paying a filmmaker for a movie that you don't like. You're putting money into his pocket, but right. you don't like the movie. I mean, he has the last one. You never said he didn't like it. I never Look said I it. didn't like okay, it. Okay, but you said you, you don't. You went from a six to a five on your second ta- screen. He was he was kidding. He's, you're just attacking him because Gabe has a different opinion than you. Because no, 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 no. movie, he's not like oh, I don't I'll QT. I don't care. I don't care. Like no. obviously, listen. I don't think it's I don't think it's Q's best movie at all. I don't I don't I don't think like you guys are like putting it up on a pedestal. I don't oh, think God. it's pedestal. I don't think worthy. we're. I don't think we're putting it on a. Yes, pedestal, you are. You call it his molded side. Totally hold on, off. hold on. Can I? Can I say my thought while people talking oh over me? Oh my God! No, you have. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me. Let me. We're say gonna look like Fox that. News right here. Right now, we're looking like Fox News. But you guys keep going back to. I have a fanboy bias. When I have problems with all of his movies, this is the first movie maybe in like years I've praised and have seen multiple times. Any other movie this year, I haven't done that with. I didn't do that with the Hateful Eight. I didn't do that in Glorious Bastards. Didn't do that with Django. So if you claim it's because I'm a fan of his movies, it's not the case at all because I like those movies. Didn't love those movies. I could do the same thing with Marvel. I haven't seen a movie multiple times in years. First time okay. I've done that. So what I will say though is I didn't know you. Be- this is the first Q movie where I've actually known you. Right. right. So with that being said, just based on your reaction on this movie. I'm saying you and Adrian are putting it on a pedestal because you guys really are. I mean, we're not the only people doing that. There's a bunch of people who love the film. But there's also a lot of even my coworkers, like Tony saw with my coworkers too. I did, and but there is also a lot of people that are not putting on a pedestal that do agree with me that this movie. This is a very polarizing movie. Yeah. So just because I don't put it on a pedestal or don't think it's worthy of a you know nine out of ten, ten out of ten type movie doesn't necessarily mean I dislike it. Not study film. You do no, no, not no, no. deserve it. Oh my god. See, now you're no, no, no. talking to no, no, no. Answer. So, so, like you guys no, doing the last joke, two fucking joking, yeah. joke, joking aside, uh, I don't care about the reaction in the movie. The reaction's all over the place. It's People love it. People, I know people that hate it. I've talked to somebody the other day that said they, they think it's his worst movie he's ever made. I've talked to somebody who said it's probably the worst like legit bad movie he's made. I disagree with those points. But it is a point. I would disagree with that point. I don't think it's the worst movie he's ever made, but I don't think it's his best. I think it's very middle of the road. That's movie fair enough. You know, well, I between between the two of you guys, can you guys rank his movies? He only has nine films, so we have plenty of time to rank them. I suck at ranking. I could tell you my ranking right away. Reservoir right. Dogs, 
Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards. Um, fuck. Um, I'll just go ahead and go with um, Death Proof. Ooh. And then for my fifth one, I'm going to go with um, the Django. The Django? Nice. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to rank. I'll go ahead and rank all of them. I'll try. But I'm going to count Kill Bill as one. I'm not going to count it as two separate yeah, movies. Right. I'm just going to count it as one because I like them both evenly. I'm going to do – I mean, you guys already know I'm going to put this movie second because I said it before. I'm doing Pulp. Second. Yeah, I'm doing Pulp Fiction. I don't think anything will replace that for me. Pulp Fiction – once Upon a Time, Jackie Brown. I'm going to do Inglorious Bastards, The Kill Bills, Django, uh, Reservoir Dogs, Hateful Eight, Death Proof. Did I get all of them? I feel like I did. Probably, but I don't know how you could put Jackie Brown so high up. I love Jackie Brown. I think it's his most mature have, movie along with this film. In terms of, so I haven't seen Jackie Brown The one thing I love yet. most about Tarantino, it isn't the snappy violence. I like that stuff. But to me, I just I want to hang out in the scene with the characters. So it's, that's why I like yeah. Jackie Brown a lot. That's why I like this movie a lot. So it's different styles of Tarantino that we like, you know. And that's why, like to me, Jackie Brown's so high on my list because that's the stuff that I enjoy most. See, like I enjoy I enjoy both the, the, his writing and and the the violence. So to me, Reservoir Dogs, his first movie, had it all. His opening sequence when they're all at the when they're all having breakfast. And it had the whole tip thing. You don't tip? What? What do you mean you don't tip? You got to tip. Great you know that. It's a great scene. To me, that scene itself, that gets you your opening as far as how Quinnen's going to be as a director. Right. And, and, and so when you open up like that strong, that movie has to be number one on anybody's list. I'm sorry. If it's not number one on your list, then you have no right ranking this films because that is that's that's your look your insight into Q as a young filmmaker what he was but to me, his, his passion point, his desire the key point with that is young filmmaker he didn't mature as a filmmaker yet and there's so many scenes in that movie that he straight up but listed from other the, films it's the there's promise a, of his an, potential oh, of course it. i think it's a great movie i think i don't think he's made a bad movie there's some movie like i think death proof is a great grindhouse movie i don't think it's a great film but i think it's great grindhouse stuff you know and i think uh, Reservoir Dogs is a great sort of feature debut of a filmmaker. It's a great moment. It's a great moment in movie history. But to me, like, when you mature as a filmmaker, you're taking all the things that you've learned from the past and you're applying that to your next film. And I think, to me, yeah, Pulp Fiction is still the masterpiece that it is. You, but. You, you, you know what I just found out about Quentin Tarantino? He, uh, he has two universes. He has his, the real-world universe, and mm. then he has the movie universe. And guess the two movies that is in the fake movie universe. Uh, if his universe, that makes sense. What do you What do you mean the two movies that are in his universe? Okay, so like let's say let's say Pulp Fiction. We're in the universe of Pulp Fiction. They'll right. go in to watch a movie. Two of the movies are oh, the they, they, they movies would probably that watch most the likely going to watch. I mean, they'd probably watch the Grindhouse movies, wouldn't they? They will watch Kill Bill. And Reservoir Dogs. Those are part of the his universe. If it makes sense, he has two universes. All right. So, he, the so he had the but Pulp Res Fiction, Reservoir Dogs is connected. He, he said he said some for some reason. Uh, he said that Reservoir Dogs part of the fake universe. Okay. Part of his Tarantino universe. I'm it's a little sort confused. Of, it's <laughs> sort of like, for example, when uh, you watched. Um, Avengers, 
Remember what they did the Stan Lee cameo? Oh right. And yeah. he's reading Mall Rats. Right. So within Mall Rat within the cinematic Marvel Cinematic Universe, Kevin Smith movies exist. Okay. So it's sort of like a movie within a movie, a universe within a universe. Right. Because I know I know uh, Death Proof uh, and Planet Terror and uh, From Dust Till Dawn are connected. They have the same. Oh yeah, show. yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I. I, yeah, no, you're right. I, I got that wrong. Reservoir Dogs is not part of that universe. Reservoir Dogs is part of the Tarantino universe. Like the, like the uh, Pulp Fiction. From, yeah. Right. It's from Tusk, from Dust to Dawn and the Kill Bill series. Right. That's what I was thinking. Dust, yeah. that, I think the sheriff is in the Kill Bill movies, too. Yeah. When the bride wakes up from the attack or whatever, she, like, spits in his face or some shit. Oh, yeah. That's just, yeah, yeah, from yeah. Uh, in Death Proof and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Same, same sheriff. Um. I don't know. I, I think Reservoir Dogs is a great film, but it, to me, it's just like I haven't seen mature Tarantino until later on. I think I think Jackie Brown's an underappreciated movie either way. I know it's like not Tarantino, Tarantino. It's him adapting a book, but I think it's a I think it's a great adaptation of a great novel. Those are the two next movies I'm buying on Amazon. Uh, is Reservoir Dogs and Jackie Brown. That's a good double feature. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we go way too long on Once Upon a Time. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a Tarantino suck-off fest. Either way, either way, uh, I love it. Adrian loves it. Gabe and yeah, let's move on to the next topic, it. because we had a whole episode dedicated for it. So. Well, I mean, you're we not the head hot show. We could have had more done if you didn't boot people and troll uh, for, like, yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Anyway, so, we have to... Like Get I said, the dick out of your mouth. Let's just move on. Talk about sports. Re- relax. We'll, we'll get to the topics we're going to oh, get about. Sports God. isn't on the plate today. You need lights, man. Yeah, like, I know. You need yeah. lights. There's so much anger and trolliness coming from that side <laughs> oh. of the room. There's just a lot of anger. <laughs> it looks depressing. I know. It's very depressing. And then you're, you're like, have this hateful energy. And then I see you saying those comments. It's like, it's too dark in there. Got to liven it up a little bit. Interesting. We we had a great conversation about Tarantino. Nobody nobody died. We we all said what we liked, but we didn't like. We had a cool episode of it the last episode, guys. Yeah, and it got us good views. But that's a, this is a type of movie that people are going to be talking about. It's a polarizing movie. We're going to be talking about the things we hated, the things we but loved. This goes back to Gabe saying you guys are fan, there's a big mass of fanboys on this one movie. But, on the but it's not. No, that just means we love this one movie. That doesn't mean you're fanboys. But yep. we all I see mean, the film different lights. What, what would you define a fanboy then? Okay, but How a fanboy is somebody who comes in with a pre-bias already. So if I go see a Zack Snyder movie, if I love the fucking Justice League movies, I'm going to love Batman vs. Superman, a movie that I don't like. I think it's a fucking dumb movie. But if I was a fan of that guy, if I was a fan of his movies, I'd say that movie's a fucking masterpiece right before I saw it and I'd walk out singing the same tune. But when I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all I... But I didn't see I was hyped because I wanted to see it. I said, hell yeah, I think it's going to be a great film. Exactly. And then when I walked, we've been, we've been following this film since 2016. Well, yeah, when I saw so the film, I didn't bias. love the film. I, I didn't love yeah. the film until the second watch. When I walked out, I said I liked it a lot. And then I saw it again by myself. But isn't that contradictory? Because Gabe said he didn't like the film that much. But he said you loved the film. and you already No, I said I liked the film a lot first watch. And then when I saw it again, I loved the film. There's things that I thought moved by 
kind of at a slower pace, but when but I watched it again, it went by fast. To what your first few claims were and how much you loved the film, and then uh, you're saying I didn't like the first time, but then after the but second when I, we recorded it, the episode, I saw it for the second time that morning. So a lot of the stuff yeah. that I liked were solidified, and the things that I thought were pretty good, I thought were great on the second watch. So when I went into the podcast, I saw it two times. I was able to sit on my opinion and come up with all the things. Oh, I loved. you're a fanboy. Got it. No, I saw it twice, and I developed my opinion off it. I saw it. I saw it five times already, and yeah. I still love it. I don't see yeah, movies but, that many times. But at that point, that, I mean, how many times you got? You guys, you guys are a fan of uh, Marvel. How many times you guys seen Avengers? Right. I, I mean, only seen I, Avengers once. I, saw, I, saw, I, I liked it, but I only saw I, it once. I, I liked Endgame a lot. That was a great conclusion to the films. I'm a huge Marvel fanboy. I didn't hype up Endgame. I liked it a lot. I, I, I will say this. I am, a, I am a fanboy of Kevin Smith. Anytime he makes a movie, I always walk out saying it was fucking great. Even though it might, if everybody had sucked. Like, See, Tusk, I, I thought was great. I love um, I, I love Kevin Smith, too, but I don't even do that with Kevin Smith movies. If, if I felt the same way as you about this movie... I would be on your side. I'm not going to be afraid to hide my opinion. If I don't like well, a movie, I don't like a movie. I, I, it's not like I never said I don't like the movie. I just don't no, think no, no. Well what people and think it is. It's a good movie, that's, but... That's fine, but I'm saying if I didn't like a it, little I, overrated. Say, I don't love it. Not that overrated. It is a little I, 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 It's a little overrated. It a is. little bit. It, it's I mean, not guys, overrated because it's not universally great. You guys, you have this on a pedestal and you guys don't see it because it's your opinion. No, but I think you guys are being negative because we love it so much and trying to bring us down by reminding us it's not a perfect movie. We're aware it's not a perfect no, movie. No, no not, movie not perfect even. ever. But we happen to love this movie, so let us love don't this particular say, Don't thing. say no movie's perfect. The masterpiece. There's one movie that is perfect. What movie is perfect? <laughs> you, do you really want to know what movie is perfect? What movie is perfect? Halloween. Don't Child's tell play, mom Child's the play. babysitter's dead. Okay, that's a good movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Christina Applegate that is... That was a good wow. movie right oh. there, actually. Yes, she is yes. fantastic in that, that movie. That's a rewatchable movie over and over again, even in this day and age. Well, okay, so you, I, I, you know I, what I, else I haven't rewatched? Uh, I have. Uh, I always I, every week I always watch Who Friends Roger Rabbit. I love that movie. Jessica Rabbit, man. I went okay, off you, you know what I watched yesterday? For a minute. Because we we were talking, we mentioned it in the podcast before, and uh, I was talking, I was talking about it. No, no actually, Adrian was talking about it. Uh, the Crush. I watched it last oh, yeah. night. The Crush. Yeah, that's a good movie. I told you, it's sexy so. too. Well, I've seen it like years ago. It came on like yeah. Lifetime or something, or yeah, like yeah. on or something. Like, but it's such a Lifetime movie. <laughs> what, what what do we call it? A uh, a dirties nineties what? It's like it erotic nineties oh, yeah. erotic thriller. Yeah, yeah. Dude, but <laughs> the nineties were all about that. <laughs> thing is this movie's so fucked up you imagine the, the plot of this movie is about a 14 year old girl crushing on like this uh journalist but w- that within itself is so fucking creepy this movie like there's it, like it's a fun movie but there's a lot of creepy shit in this like when he's hiding in the closet that's just creep it's creepy because she's 14 years old and you see her butt naked but i think she was uh when she's alicia silverstone who stars in it, i think she was like 18 when she filmed it. oh thank god now I she was she wasn't really 14 yeah so if you want to whack off to it, there you go. I think the movie came out in uh, 93 94? or 94, 94, I think. And she was born in like 75. So yeah, you're, you're right at that point where she's legal. So you're, you're, you're But still, you're, she's playing a 14-year-old. She's playing a 14-year-old. Keep, so that that in mind. Be, keep that in mind. That's the word. Like, it's sort of unsettling. I know that, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not turned on by the fact that she's 14 years old because that's just creepy. I'm just... 
because her body's I, sexy. It's beautiful. I swear, well, because her she's body. 14. It's, it, but she's not. But she's 14 in that universe, but she's not 14 in the real world. So I can whack off and not feel guilty about it. Just keep in mind, in the back of your head, she's 14, though. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. If, if, if I'm not here by next week because I jacked off to a girl who's underage in that movie, <laughs> who's underage in that movie, then you know it was wrong and I was put away to jail. So you're putting but a Jeffrey not, Epstein here. You can't, you, can't, you can't go to jail for jacking off to a fucking fictional movie. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. I'm not going to... Yeah, it's good. Yeah, she's 14 in that movie, but it's not. Gonna, I'm not gonna feel guilty no more. Even though if it's gonna be in my back in my head, I'll be like, I don't care because she's 18. I can jack off all I want. I'll probably jack off three times and come all over the screen. It's sort of when her and Liv Tyler did that Aerosmith video. Uh, oh wait, what? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I know. I've seen Your it. Yeah. We'll look it up on YouTube. Yeah, just yeah. look at it. It's Liv Tyler's. Thank hot. God. Oh my god, blur that and get that out of the screen. Uh anyway. Uh yeah, yeah. So like I was watching that last night and just like it's such a like cheesy, erotic night. It's such a nineties erotic thriller. It's got bad dialogue. It's oh, for so sure. like yeah, the, but the, the shit that had happens. a lot of a lot of uh, notable movies like that in the nineties. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But it's not a lifetime movie. No, no, it's not, but it comes I know, but it comes on lifetime. they play they played on lifetime. I think what Favin's point is like in the '90s that we had the era of erotic '90s That's movies. The, of, of the '90s, that was and the thing. Erotic thriller. That. Well, I mean, so Basic Instinct started all off with Sharon Stone. Basic yeah. Instinct and Fatal Attraction. The Wild Things. Gangbusters. They made so much money. Yeah. The Wild Things. You get to see Kevin Bacon's dong. Uh, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of erotic thrillers. We should look up some erotic thrillers and just like. Start talking about them right now. Poison <laughs> Ivy, The Seduction. Yeah, that, that was Oh, good. yeah, yeah, that was erotic. That's, uh, uh, speaking of which, I do have my favorite movie on Blu-ray, Batman and Robin. Now, I, I am not afraid to admit that, but I am a fanboy of that movie. Well, that's the first gay erotic movie. It's good. It well, have its time. Well, have its time. And it... And, and I don't understand why people should hate it because this is the first time we had a gay Batman ever. Was he gay? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it, George it was Clooney for said, sure. George Clooney said he played a gay character that was Bruce Wayne and and Batman and Robin. Oh, so. I loved it. You know what? I've seen more and more people come out and say they like the movie. That it's a fun time. It is. I, I, I'm actually curious. To, I haven't seen this movie in years. I probably the last time I saw Batman and Robin legit. Like I made that video where I defended it as like a fun thing. Tony, but I, I gave you that for. Your birthday. Adrian, yeah, Adrian, oh, I, did, I remember. I did, I did I watch there. it. I watched it in preparation of that video. But I haven't watched it, like, watched it. I think I had it on as, like, background noise. But I'm saying sit down and really, like, take it in. I mean, like, just no distractions. I haven't seen that in probably a while. I mean, Jim Carrey's Riddler in that movie was fantastic. Oh, I got, I got to see that one, Batman Forever. Batman Forever with Val Kilmer. That's a fun movie. That's fun. I, I, you know what? I think we should rewatch both of those and do, like, a live stream. <laughs> yeah, but you know well, what? I, I've noticed people are coming out and defending them now. Good. Well, like should we said, go? Should we come over to Dom's house and watch the, a double feature of the like Batman? Said, like I said, Batman and Robin is the first gay superhero movie, and people don't That's, realize that. Like we hear see a lot of people, oh, we don't have gay superheroes. Well, look at Batman and Robin, <laughs> the first one ever made. 
You know what we'll do when Fabian and your brother Jesse come in? We'll do a live stream at well, yeah, we'll do it at Dom's we get, house. We get Howie's pizza. Do it at Dom's house. Yep, because that way we get the male and female perspective. Because she's probably never even seen the movie. Yeah, she hasn't seen any true. movie. Uh, you know. So anyway, uh, that would be interesting because those are two movies. Like I said, uh, in, the, in recent years, people come out and defend them, saying they're fun. So I'm interested in just watching the movie and just looking for a fun time, not judging it like in a critical way. You know, like as a film. But just as like a fun sort of popcorn thing, I wonder if it would be more enjoyable that way. Yeah, it would be, it'd be fun, especially having a gr- uh, big group. So a big uh, group, like, yeah. Yeah. So so keep well, an eye out for uh, to watch our, our, Peace live. We still have to yes. watch the Lost Boys live. We still haven't done we still that live. Haven't, we still haven't done that live. That would be see. I'd I'd want the whole crew. I'd want all of you guys here for that if we were to do that. Well, Maybe if if we come up to Chicago. And most yep. likely in the holiday season. Holiday season, we could try to come up at the same time. Interesting. Um, uh, you know what's another uh, great sort of erotic thriller? I've mentioned it before. I saw this at the drive-in. Uh, swim Fan from like 2001 or 2002. Was it swim- called? It's called Swim Fan. It's a great. That's a great. It's like a great like cheesy lifetime sort of. So I, I saw this in theaters, and it's pretty much this guy's like captain of the swim team. And he goes out with this girl who's, like, crushing on him. I, I forgot exactly what happened. I think he slept with her or something and just, like, he thought she was creepy, so he left her alone. And he falls for this other chick, and she starts stalking him. She goes through, like, his email. She's sending him, like, so many pictures of herself. And this is, like, early 2000s with, like, you know, the like the, those cheesy sort of computers, like the Microsoft computers and everything. And it's such an early 90s movie, or not early, uh, early 2000s movie. From like the hairstyle to the clothing and everything, uh, look up Swim Fan. It's it's pretty funny. It's a fun. It's funny. It's funny because you watch it in the drive-in too. Yeah, I mean, you saw, watch saw, it with your parents. Yeah, so my my sister and my parents at the drive-in. There was a couple movies I saw at the drive-in that were like really fun. I saw Bad Boys Two at the drive-in. Dude, I I really wish they bring back the drive-in. That was that's a fun time right there. Yeah, there's supposedly we had to go to one out here. Apparently, there's one that's got a bunch of different screens. Are you serious? Oh yeah, shit! Like my parents said, there's one out here that's pretty good. Who told you? My parents. They, they parents. took my siblings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, he said that well before. Well, guys. Yeah. So anyway, I I do want to make an announcement though. So Venom Two is being directed by Andy Serkis. I like that. I think I think I think his direction, especially with the Carnage character in Venom, because uh, the way how he acted, you know. Being behind a lot of famous like uh, animated characters, not animated characters, but CGI characters. Oh, like, yeah, like the yeah. I think he would be able to create this uh, a, a better looking symbiote, like animation wise, like be able to capture. Yeah, he, what he they could really be. A, are. He he proved to be a solid director with Mowgli. I think this could be like a very interesting sort of like turn for him. He's an unexpected choice. Uh, and um, I I think they chose him based on the fact that his work with with the uh, those those. With the motion capture stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are we doing? Are they still doing the same? Eddie Brock, uh, what's his face? Um, Tom Hardy, yeah. yeah. No, of course. He's Tom Hardy oh, for a couple good, movies. Good, good, good. But that's, that's good. Uh, who's playing as Carnage though? He's still not yet yeah, working on. No, they they already have the Woody Carnage. Harrelson. Did you that's see Venom? Man. No, I didn't see Venom yet. You should watch. It's Woody like, Harrelson. Uh, it's flawed, I, I, but it's fun. I I had two choices. It was either Venom or Bad Times at El Royale, and guess which one I picked. You you didn't oh no you weren't there with Tony and I when we saw it yeah we, we uh, were yeah. in Arizona already yeah 
Um, and then another. Speaking of which, another announcement. Uh, they just announced this finally the sequel for Mad Max. Oh, they did. Finally, so that that was a really fun. Remember when we saw the early screening for that? Oh, and yeah, that's another movie that that yeah. people who gets pissed about Terminator, you know, the new Terminator movie. Oh, women, blah 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 blah. Mad Max. Rosa was the main character in that movie. Hands She's down. the main oh, yeah. character, one hundred percent. Max is in it because it's Max. He's our venture yeah, into the world. Again. But he he didn't have any dialogue. He didn't have a, a lot of screen time versus the females. Right. He was just he was just there as like a motivation because if if you notice, Mad Max isn't can you can consider him not to be real half the time. Like he's right. In like a fragment is a fragment of imagination. Like a motivation, like they're just yeah. so dehydrated they imagine that dude is there. Was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, it could be true, guys. I mean, it, he's in and out. He's gone, and like he's never he, he leaves like he was never there. So yeah, hey. he leaves in the crowd. He just like walks away, and then they just nod each, at each other. That's the ending of the movie. So what if, <laughs> what if he never existed? Yeah. So maybe Mad Max is gonna be like, uh, he's not gonna show up until like the middle of the movie when she's like really dehydrated and like dying and then well there's no guarantee that Furiosa would be in this one it can be a, yeah a i heard kind of different I, area i heard they butted heads on set too wait who i heard that movie like did you hear about the production that movie went through it was fucking hell man making that movie took like three years to make because was that how uh the, the the taxes on set the the practical effects the heat ex- exhaustion of the actors how Jeez. like completely dehydrated they were and overworked well worth it. they were oh yeah it was well worth it it's an awesome movie. I mean they they, they won they almost swept the uh, the Oscars remember they they pretty much did all the technical achievements but they I, I heard Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy butted heads a lot just because not because they just liked each other but because of the work conditions and they were just going at it who knows hey, how true can I, can I just state one complaint right now? Remember that one long lost episode I had of me not saying any dialogue? <laughs> uh, we're experiencing that right now, so I don't think we can release this episode. Oh my god. You were the fucking worst in that episode. Well, well, Gabe yeah, well, look at Gabe. He's just staring there. He waits for his moment. His I think he waits for his moment. No, but this was you. You were just staring at the camera. I'll awkwardly and go, one word of answers. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I just got nothing to say at, at the moment. I mean, I, I really didn't care much for Mad Max and or don't really care much about Andy Serkis being a director oh, yeah. of New Venom. Get out of here, Stephen did, you, Smith. You liked Venom, didn't you? I did like Venom quite a bit, yeah. actually. It's just, you know, I, I mean, I... I just don't have anything to say about circus. I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, it's just I don't think it's really huge news to be honest. Neither is Mad Max for me. I mean, Mad Max, I don't think they they should have capitalized right away with a sweet sequel a year or two later. Now it's been what nine eight years, whatever. They couldn't because so, of a lawsuit. Right, but still, I mean, they you know, as much as everybody loved the new Mad Max and Furiosa. Yeah, it's been three years. I don't know when you get the eight years. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's been three it's, years. It's been a little bit longer than that. It came out 2016. Twenty sixteen. We and Tony. Four May 15th, 2015. Twenty fifteen. Four years. So by the time he will be right though. It'll be like six, seven years by the time the new one comes yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a good point. So like, you know, 
at that point, like, who's going to be excited for a movie that a well, we could say the same them? thing about Avatar, which I don't think is anybody here excited about the new Avatar? No. I was disappointed about Avatar because there's no like, where's my sex scene? Like <laughs> a real sex scene. It's, like, not owned by, it's owned by Disney. There's no more sex scenes for it. And I'm gonna be honest, I really didn't think the original Avatar was all that hot either. It was now. Yeah. Are you talking about the Airbender? Yeah, yeah, Avatar Airbender was good. No the cartoon, the, not the movie. The cartoon. The cartoon was fantastic. The cartoon was good. Oh my god. First crazy. of all. The Avatar movie, I wish I was, I would have seen on IMAX in 3D. I would say that. I saw it on a 22-inch screen um, on a DVD player. Not even Blu-ray. DVD. <laughs> DVD. Well, I saw a little Battle Angel in, in, a, in the Super IMAX 3D, and that was a oh, beautiful shit. How was that, that was a fucking beautiful movie, guys. The vivid colors. You might have been the only one that saw that movie. I saw I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I heard it's really good, yeah. The, my only the, my, like and I mentioned this before in the previous and some previous podcasts is the only problem with Alita is that they try to jam so much information so much stuff too, into yeah. one movie. It's like you oh, have yeah. to into two halves. Listen, you know, I've only seen one movie in IMAX that I never regretted seeing, and that's the Transformer movies. I love those Transformer movies in IMAX. IMAX three D. The first two. Shame. Yeah, I want Shade. to see Bumblebee. I want to see Bumblebee. I heard Bumblebee's awesome. Bumblebee is awesome. Oh, I heard that was good, yeah. All the Transformer movies that have come out, I have seen them in IMAX 3D, and I don't regret any one of them. Yeah, Bumblebee was John Cena's best movie ever. <laughs> I want to see it. I, I haven't had time to watch it yet. Um, yeah, I, I thought Alita was good. I, I don't know anything about manga, anime, so I don't know anything about the source material. But it was That's a good stepping... The source material has always been good. The source material I, I, was, was great. That's why Jim Cameron actually loved the source well, material. Yeah, he I was going to say, right. I was going to say, because like, uh, James Cameron, when he first heard about this, or when it first released the manga, he had his eye on it ever since, and he always wanted to make a movie out of it, but right. but because of Avatar, since he's, he was working on Avatar, he never had time to work on Battle Angel. So, you, can tell, yeah. you can tell with Battle Angel, they put a lot of the new tech in this movie. Like so, the effects and stuff like that. The, what played the movie was that they tried to put too much in one movie. Too right. much. You know, and, yeah. and this reminds me of my thought, my next thought that was coming in. Uh, so, the Resident Evil movies. It didn't work out because they tried to put, you know, too much information into one movie. No. You know, like, not even three. Okay. So, my point... My my point is this though, Netflix is releasing a Resident Evil series. Yeah, but that series is being true to more of the game rather than the movie. Oh, good. Yeah, remember, I'm, remember glad, the first I'm glad movie? Netflix is doing that. Do you remember yeah, the first, the first movie? That had none of the characters had any names for most of the movie. You didn't get even get to know the main character's name until like the fucking ending. It was it well, was bad. The only scene don't I don't talk ill will of the Resident Evil movies. They were fucking awesome. They were my mom's favorite movies. Resident Evil Two was my favorite. To be my honest, mom, my mom loved all those movies. Those are, I know the last movie was, the last movie was plagued with nothing but close-up shots and weird odd time and editing. Listen, I, it was a bad, bad. I've only seen like film. the first one. Okay, check the, out the, the last movie that's released and you can see how badly filmed that movie was. Like I'll you watch have, it. Resident yeah. Evil Four. The very last movie, they had close-up shots randomly. It had weird editing scenes where they went from one to the next. Like, she's flying oh. in the air. Next thing you see her running on the ground. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It didn't make sense. It was badly edited, poorly filmed. Well, I'm, I'm, glad, that, 
I'm, I'm glad Netflix. <laughs> I'm glad Netflix is doing a series out of it. I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna as do. As long as they bring back Mila Jojovich. She's uh, hot. She's hot. She's the one we saw the bush. Yeah. The first movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I remember. That was my first bush experience. <laughs> what is like, this? When, like the first you. time she can she like crashed through the cra- uh, the cabin, the Fifth Element with the orange hair, the fucking white bondage, you know, suit. I'm like, yo, who is this chick? Like, yeah. She's yeah. She's out of this world. She's she's hot, man. That was, uh, that, was a, that was like a huge style for the 90s when they do like future mu- movies. Like they give them weird color like hair. Bondage. <laughs> no bondage clothing and all that stuff. Like yeah. the Matrix that did the, the same. The Fifth Element's one of the best 90s. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, of pictures. course. Of course. Yeah, nah. True classic. It's, Would you guys it's memorable. Would you guys Ruby see Rose. A... I could see Adrian as Ruby Rose. Hell yeah, man. Would you guys see a sequel to The Fifth Element? No. Uh, no, it would be too clean. Yeah, yeah no. it'll be too you? clean. It'll be too long. I mean, not like too far apart in time wise. Right. You know. I, I mean, I like... I could they could reboot it. I would see a reboot. It, not you see a reboot. It would be too clean. It would be way yeah. too clean because that fifth element had like this like charm to it. Like yeah. you know, it's like you see the scrum of the earth, how the earth is, and it just has this like grittiness to it. That there's a charm to '90s movies. That if even you were... it's cheesy. If and if you were to remake that movie, it's gonna be way too clean. The slums won't look like the slums. It would just look like like a like you're yeah. just a rich poor person, really. There there'll be no heart to this film. That, like, that was my problem with the Mummy. I, I like the 1990s uh, Brandon Fraser one. I think it's oh, fun. Those as hell. were some of the best ones. That's, yeah. that's a fun movie. I watched it like a month ago. So like for the first time in forever. I probably the last time I saw it was VHS. And yeah, they're, they're, but the first one is just so much fun. It's fast paced. Oh, yeah. The effects are cheesy, but it's supposed to be cheesy. It's fun, late nineties. Fun. I remember Mom took us to those movies. Yeah, I know they were, they were good. Fun. They were fun. They were, they were and, so I bring that up because I, I saw the Tom Cruise one. I love Tom Cruise. Why wouldn't I want to see the new one? And I thought the new one was fucking bad. I thought like, the CGI was too clean looking. It was just a bad, overproduced movie. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't uh, work. Doesn't work at all. You gotta but, have some flaws. You gotta, you have, you have to bring some grittiness back into a movie like that, you know. You do, and I, I think that's what's missing from movies now, and I, and also fun characters. Like I like like fun sort of like, uh, fun like, heroes uh, that are flawed. Like I, I like when he, like people are flawed and they they make mistakes. You know. So you're talking about the boys. I I, I lo- I'm gonna Amazon Prime. I'm gonna talk about the boys a little bit, but you guys haven't seen it, so I'm gonna do an exclusive review on the channel. I won't do spoilers. I'm just gonna go talk about it in length, and like I'm just gonna be like me I told about you it. earlier, the best show on Amazon was is the Mozart. Omen. No, Mozart in the Jungle. I mean, what's that hey, about? I heard that's great. What's that about, Mozart in the Jungle? Um, it's about this Mexican uh, orchestra composer that comes uh, and and um, he like becomes the conductor of the New York Symphony, and it's like all the drama about that. I, I, heard, like, I heard it's a great show. It won a whole bunch of Emmys, and I think uh, yeah. one of one of the actors was, and he's in my top five of all, of all actors of all time, Gael Garcia Bernal. He won a whole bunch of Emmys Emmys for that role. I to see it. So I, I saw Hobbs and Shaw. How's yeah. that? Oh God. Uh, so I I went to Hobbs and Shaw. I like the Fast and the Furious movies. I think they're all right. different levels of fun, mindless action. I love the seventh one. I think it should have ended there. But I actually like the eighth one as well. I think it's a fun movie. 
there's a lot of drama that went into the making of of this movie. Uh, to I get bet. this movie to the big screen, a lot of things happened. Can we talk about the drama? Because let's yeah. talk about say, the drama. We got to give a little bit of backstory. Right, because fucking Tyrese, that motherfucker, right? He's okay. the one that started all the drama. Does he hate The Rock? He, he hates him yeah. right now. I don't know if he hates him right now, but all right. So the whole drama, from what I understand, started with Vin Diesel and The Rock. The Rock said Vin Diesel does, doesn't act hard enough in the movies. He called him unprofessional. He called him, you know, basically lazy. And so that, like, he set up... candy ass, too. <laughs> yeah. That set up <laughs> factions in between, like, Tyrese and, I believe, Ludacris. You know, they, they supported Vin Diesel. And I forget right. who supported... Uh, I think uh, Gal Gadot, who was, like, one of the originals from the first three, supported right. The Rock. And some other people supported The Rock in it. So, anyways, that's... That's the whole, the whole drama started. So then people, like fans, started saying, like, oh, well, we wouldn't mind seeing Hobbs and Shaw. So then The Rock started running with this. And then Tyrese was posting on Instagram and Twitter or wherever he does his social media. Right. He was like, yo, like, hold up. Like, no, you need to slow your roll because the next movie will be Fast and Furious 9. You know, hold off on Hobbs and Shaw until we do the, the 9th. He's like, because it's every, you know, two, three years that they do it. Doing it. Like right. this year should have been the year Fast and Furious oh, 9 should have came fuck. out. Yeah. And, uh, and so apparently the reason why is because Tyrese is broke. Tyrese has so oh. much child support payments and these movies help him pay his child support. Yeah, right. And, shit. right. So The Rock basically is messing with Tyrese's money and that's why Tyrese <laughs> is like so fucking pissed off that this movie came out. Like he came out and he caught the Rock, um, arrogant. He called him um, selfish. He just went all in on The Rock. The Rock's never responded. All he said is, "Tyrese is my brother. Like I, love, I have nothing but love for Tyrese. He's he's, he's my brother. He's just uh, messing around." That is the best troll job ever. But Tyrese is like coming was coming at him hard, like a, like a year, year and a half ago about oh this. Oh my god! Because because of that, like The Rock said, he's like, "You're messing with the money. You're messing with the family." You know, you, how are you going to do this to us? You're doing us dirty. No, it's all about family. That's what right. these are about. <laughs> so, uh, Tony, was there other drama besides the Tyrese drama? Yeah, so there's the Tyrese drama, and there's also a couple interesting things. The, the Vin Diesel, the Rock rivalry that goes back years. So mm-hmm. apparently there's a clause in these in this contract. I don't know, there's an article. You guys can find it. A lot of big action stars, and I kind of hate this. This is really... I. I'm going to, spoiler spoiler alert, I really love Hobbs and Shaw. It's a fun movie. Just, There's nothing to dislike. I'm just not going to watch it, to be honest. I'm not interested. Yeah, if you're not, I mean, if you've seen the trailer. I wait, I wait for Red if, if you think the yeah. movie looks fucking ridiculous from the trailer, that's the movie you get. It, it's nonstop action, cheesy one-liners and cameos. Yes. Uh, but... So there's this article that came out, and pretty much The Rock, Vin Diesel, and I think Jason Statham, they have something in their contract where they have to choreograph fights where they only get hit a certain amount of times. Oh, my God. To make them look badass. So this goes back to, you remember Fast Five, which is fucking awesome, uh, when The Rock and Vin Diesel fight? Yeah. Apparently, they got eight seconds apiece. I fight you for eight seconds, you get me for eight seconds, like back and forth. It had to be evened out. That was in their contract for the movie. So they both look badass. So I found that really interesting, but their rivalry has gone back to that. I find that really stupid too because my favorite it, action stars get the shit kicked out of them. Big Trouble Little China, 
if yeah. you just post in the background, yeah. Jack Burton runs around with lipstick on his face for the last 20 minutes he of the does. movie, and he, gets, and he gets knocked down by a bunch of Asians. He's not even the hero of the movie. Like, he's just the sidekick who thinks he's the hero. That's a real badass, all right? Yeah, but, no, for sure. But I, I think I think that that comes with the, the ego issue, that sometimes these action stars, like The Rock is one of the biggest ones right now in this current right. era. Like He needs to get his ego a little bit kicked down. A little bit. I don't think so, guys. I'm sorry. I think I think The Rock is humble. I mean, if you follow him on Instagram and Twitter, he looks humble enough. And I know social media. I agree agree that social media is like you know you put like a pretty face on, but I really do see The Rock on social media. He's posting out his fucking workout videos at like four in the morning. Like I wake up at four in the morning. By the time I wake (laughs) up, he's already posting. He's already been at the gym for an hour, and he's like doing, like, these motivational speeches. I'm like, shit, I yeah, should go I, work I, out. I, I, I don't believe it's a facade at all. I think it's 100% real. I, I, I honestly I honestly believe it's 100% real. I do well, see he works hard. Now, I do think it's bullshit, though, that you put in your contract or there's something that's worked out where you, you have to look good in your movie. You can't look like you're getting beat down. But that's my favorite type of action. John McClane gets the crap beaten out of him in every Die Hard movie. Yeah, He's no, walking around sure. with glass in his feet. Right. You know? But see, we're talking about a new action, you know, and a new action hero. Right. Like one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and and everybody hates it, is Last Action Hero. I love like, Last Action Hero. It's it's a and the whole movie, Arnold gets his fucking ass kicked by like the bad guy. He's always getting his ass kicked. He's always getting bombed right. on. Okay. Like, the entire movie. So because it makes him look realistic. Right. So if you want a comparison to what Hobson Shaw is, so. The, in uh, the lax action hero, the, when the kid's in the theater and he's watching the movie on screen, not before he goes into the movie, but when he's watching it on screen and how cheesy and ridiculous it is, that's actually Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is the movie the kid's watching on the screen. So if they made Last Action Hero today, it would be some kid sitting in a movie theater watching Hobbs and Shaw and gets transported into oh my like God. it's Hobbs and Shaw is 100% just what like Tango on Cash, buddy like cop movie on like steroids and if somebody just snorted cocaine before (laughs) writing it like it's so ridiculous i'm gonna probably watch it on redbox so i I do want i do want a spoiler for you does piano reeves make that an appearance like i was about to ask so do you you, you guys want spoilers then yeah not keanu reeves two really good cameos that are really funny this movie's really funny and, I, and the movie I knows keanu it's cheesy was be so it. there's no keanu no keanu but there's two okay i'm done i think i think you guys will like these two cameos though well tell one me of them, one of them is it's ryan reynolds ryan reynolds ryan reynolds pretty much plays deadpool uh he, he plays a cia oh. agent but he's 100 i think it's them saying like he's deadpool it's the same humor he's like got a crush on the rock he claims that they were best friends and the rock's like no we weren't we were never best friends but like he's got a small role. He's he's in a couple scenes, and he, he's a CIA agent who claims he's the Rock's best friend. And then uh, Kevin Hart plays an air marshal when they're on the airplane, and like oh, he's yeah. the one who hooks them up with the helicopter at the end of the movie. And he he claims that he's a badass just like they are. And like he's in like a couple of scenes, and it's really funny. So Kevin Hart's in the movie for a couple of scenes. He plays an air marshal who claims he's a badass. Right. And Ryan Reynolds plays a CIA agent who's got like a man crush on the Rock. Can we talk about the 180 a little bit that Ryan Reynolds has made in his career? Because uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've always loved him. I didn't. I, I got. I always saw him 
as somebody that needed to be a supporting actor in order to make the movie work. Like if it was a romantic comedy, great, it would work with him. Right. But like, but like for a moment there, he seemed like he'd be a better supporting character than a main guy. I think it was just the that, choices he made. I think it was the Green Lantern movie that really made you think that way because that was a right. terrible movie. I don't know. Uh, I, I started falling in love with Ryan Reynolds with uh, The Proposal with Sandra Bullock. And it's a great movie. I love I, Waiting. Like, my absolute favorite, one of my favorite romantic, not absolute, but one of my favorite romantic comedies because it's so dark and slapsticky is Just Friends. I think Just Friends is is, is awesome. Oh, yeah, Just Friends. Yeah, and it's him. It's him doing his thing. It's a... I think one of my best one is definitely maybe. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. That's like a legit a great movie. Definitely. Right. Maybe. That's really good. And yeah, I, I see what you're saying though. Like I think critically and financially, like now when you see Ryan Reynolds, like he he got butts and seats for the Hitman's Bodyguard. Which is right. Like, oh no, he did. A, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's like a whatever movie. Well, before that, I, I mean, it was money. just like I don't know, like you like you said, the Green Lantern, and then he made a couple of other bombs, and then I was just like, no, then. When we're talking about him for Deadpool, I was like, no, like, like he sucked right. it as as Fox's Deadpool for that uh, low, you know, Wolverine movie. I was like, right. I don't want to see him again. And then I watched Deadpool, and I had to eat my words because I, I'll be honest, I ain't fucking crow because I said I don't want him, I don't want to see him in it. Right. Like he's gonna suck. Fuck him, basically. And then I saw it, and I was like, fuck, this movie was fucking amazing. That like I, fun, man. Yeah, I yeah. I ate so much crow that fucking weekend. Oh, fuck. Hey, can well, I can I, uh, changing subjects a little bit back to the Hobbs and Shaw Fast and the Furious universe? Uh, I think my problem because I'm I'm hearing rumors that John Cena is going to be the next oh, uh, Fast and the Furious. Oh, I think like w- yeah, WWE basically WWE should be producing it now because all the wrestlers are showing up. You got Roman Reigns. Who and does two his, Roman Reigns does his two famous takedowns in the movie too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he, he does two takedowns that you've seen him do in WWE. What's Jason I mean, Momoa in it? Uh, Jason, no, 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 he's not. Uh, Jason Momoa was in Bullet. It would, would it make sense of Jason Momoa because he was Samoan as well? I you know would, what? Yeah. It does. No, it doesn't make sense to the fact that you went from cars to this stupid like. Now it's super villains. It's a legit super action. The fuck, Idris Elba is, is pretty much the Terminator. I, I mean, would, in the trailer, he's like, "I'm Black Superman." He says I would it. Like, <laughs> I would like the Fast and the Furious to go back to his like the the first, it's yeah, the, like the like the first three movies are legit. One of the best racing movies I, ever. I love the third movie. You know, Tokyo Drift. That's like yeah, what everybody yeah, hates. Yeah, Tokyo no. Drift is so much fucking oh, I fun. It. I think it's yeah, fun, it but like it's like the one. People, that, people, like, people don't movie. like it because there's no Vin Diesel or any of the original cast. Hey, but guess what? It's got Bow Wow. It's got, <laughs> Bow, it's got Bow Wow. Hell, no, but, but, but that ending of Tokyo Drift when you see Vin Diesel. It was Jeff, epic, though. Jeff that was cool. Because Fast would put it back right on the map because that was a good right. movie. Four and five were. Well, some of the best movies in the in the franchise it's tough because yeah. it, it went back to its roots about muscle cars and all that stuff and right. then went off the deep end with the later movies with yeah something. like when you're going to Abu Dhabi and fucking flying a car off like the fucking 10th <laughs> floor of like the dude, floor of the building dude, there's, there's even more ridiculous if, if that's like the tip of the iceberg of what you can take of ridiculousness <laughs> I'm telling you like this movie you just have to accept it because it's just a cartoon it's, okay, like so if they, was, it's like if they made a good G.I. Joe movie or some shit. 
Like, so what? What they is did the make most a good ridiculous... GI Joe movie? Yeah. No, what I mean, are you talking about? I'm saying if they made like a great GI Joe movie, they it's... did make a great GI Joe. I'm telling you, there's it's nothing compared to the stuff that happens in this movie. It's yourself okay. drives a motorcycle that's a fucking transformer. It transforms, like he calls it to him, and it does a weird transformer thing while he's driving the fucking motorcycle. There's a point where the Rock uses all of his strength to hold a chain that's holding a helicopter and bring it down and extend it to tie it to a truck while the helicopter's fucking flying. He's screaming like, ah! Brings it down, and it's like the chain's like. Well, we've seen my- that one before. I mean, Steve Rogers did it. Yeah, well, Steve Rogers well, was a fucking also a superhero. Super soldier. With he's a super, super strength. And they're saying these people are, like, it's pretty much people who already seem superhuman fighting an actual superhuman in this movie. And there's a point where they're getting, like, electrocuted. And it's like, Idris Elba's like, they say three, three, three bolts can kill them on. He's like, with his fucking accent. And then The Rock's like, I think we can last five. And they, they sit there, they get shocked like six or seven times. Just like, it just keeps going on forever. Uh, so this movie is that level of ridiculousness. The Rock, like, there, there's a part where, like, Jason Statham walks into a club, and he's like, he's got a champagne b- bottle in his hand. And he's like, I'm what you call a champagne problem. And then he beats <laughs> a guy to death and shoves a champagne bottle in his throat after he says that line. Uh, it was just like that movie. The movie is so like it knows how like stupid it is, but it's just like by every scene it's going no, no, we have to hey, be even more stupid. Is uh, is Jason Statham? Uh, is he driving an Audi? I I believe he is in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's yeah. The transporter, I mean, transporter. That was a good movie, the transporter. Uh, so I'm gonna bring it a little bit back to the all the way to the beginning when with the mummy. Right. Do you remember how bad The Rock's acting was and the CGI and the scorpion <laughs> thing? Oh, yeah. The oh, <laughs> that CGI was so low fucking budget. It was terrible. Well, it was, that, that was in the second movie, right? It was no, the, yeah. the third. It was the, the third? Oh, there's third no, movie? The, no, that's the no, second No, but the CGI one. in the, the third second one's movie. The third one was Jet Li. The, the, the second movie, when The Rock came out as a Scorpion King, literally that as a second Scorpion one. King, yep. that oh, CGI was yeah. terrible. It was and, done terribly. You know what's funny? That boosted his movie career, though. No, it did. That's what I'm saying. Like, his acting, like, all right. So I'm not going to say The Rock's, like, the biggest, like, the best actor of all time. But he's got the best charisma ever. He has the best charisma. But you see where he came from acting as as far as, like, how he's grown as an actor. Like, he's really put the effort in it to become a better actor. From, like, The Scorpion King to, like, the I believe he was in, like, The Tooth Fairy to like gridiron gang you right. know to you know all these like you know skyscraper and fucking um rampage last year like he's really gone like he's really transformed himself into one of the better actors out there right so w- would you consider him the new era of macho man movies oh 100 like, yeah. so hobbs and shaw macho man movie Hobbs and Shaw yep. is legit, is just oozing testosterone and body oil. The, the, so. the, it's like, it's no, seriously, the movie is legit. Like, they saw Tango and Cash, did a bunch of drugs, and gave a movie $300 million. Like, that, that's <laughs> le- legit. The movie is a giant cartoon. It, it's a fun movie, but, like, you have to go into this knowing it's so ridiculous. Like, the stuff okay. that happens just defies the laws of physics. You it's know what? Like, I got... 
I have a free movie ticket. I'm probably gonna watch it. Soon. You know, go watch it because like it's. Yeah. I, I do recommend the movie. I think it's, I think it's fun because I, I, I watch I, it. it. It's pure fact that the filmmakers want we have to make this the most ridiculous thing <laughs> ever. It's like pretty much a giant like Chuck Norris meme. It's just like they're, they're either at each other's throats or beating people up in ridiculous ways. And it's so, beautifully filmed too. So B-roll action stars. Who's your favorite? <laughs> Chuck Norris. Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme? Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know, uh, Steven Seagal. I'm going okay, thought... to go with Seagal because of uh, stuff like uh, Hard to Kill. Uh, or that's tough because I like Jean-Claude Van Damme and like Hard Target. And I think Chuck Norris. Everybody talks about Chuck Norris. Nobody could, always, no, nobody could ever hint at like a great Chuck Norris movie. There's one great Chuck Norris movie. It's Lone Wolf McQuaid. Great. Great movie. I thought it was a kickboxing movie. I forget the name of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a... I, remember, I, I got the... Remember the action figures, Karate Fighters? I got that because of that movie. Did you? No, no. If, you, if you've seen the movie Lone Wolf from McQuaid, uh, it's pretty much like a spaghetti western. And there's a point... It's it's like a modern western. David Carradine, who plays Bill in the Kill Bill movies, is uh, the he, bad guy. So he's and, basically Rick, Rick Dalton. <laughs> it's... Well, it's it kind of it's like a modern. So it takes place in like the eighties. It's a nineteen. It came out like eighty three or something. But the music is like a western. It's like a modern western. He's like the sheriff in a small town. He's like a drunk. There's a point where they're burying him alive in his his uh, cruiser. It's like a he's buried underground and he can't find the strength to get back up. And the music is playing real loud. And he's like all out of breath and shit because he's being buried alive in his car. He right. cracks open a nice cold beer. Pours it all over himself, takes a sip, turns on the ignition, the car comes to life, and he drives it out of the dirt and shoots, like, two bad guys dead. It's, like, one of the most badass moments in, like... Oh, my God. It's just a Chuck Norris movie that the beer made him, like, do that shit. For me, I gotta go Jean-Claude Van Damme for, like, three movies. Bloodsport, which is one of the oh, best movies. Bloodsport's good. Um, then I gotta go, after Bloodsport, he did Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Street, Street Fighter, pretty bad video game movie, but he did pretty good. And then this is gonna be an out of left field, Double Team. Do you guys remember Double Team? Uh, Double Dragon. Nope, Double Team. It is no. nineteen. Imagine this. It's nineteen ninety-seven. The Bulls have just won their second. You're talking three- about with Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, John Claude Van Damme. In fucking martial I've arts. I've never seen that movie. I've never seen well, that movie. It was fucking uh, awesome. Fuck. The outness of Dennis Rodman and John Clement Dam just made the entire movie. I gotta say, I, I've always seen the poster, uh, and I was just like, he was in a fucking movie. Yes, double team. <laughs> I, no, we, we should watch it. We should. That should be a live stream. Yes. <laughs> that would be a good live stream. I agree. Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, John Claude Van Damme to me, he was the B star. I mean, if there were, if you have Arnold, um, you know, Sly, Bruce Willis as like your top of the mountain. Yeah, right. I, I like the second tier for me would be Jean Claude would be like right there. And I, I honestly feel like Steven Seagal is like low man, like so, training everybody. So who is for you guys out of the A stars? Because I'm gonna throw Mel Gibson in there too. Out of the A stars, who's your favorite? What do you mean, Ace? For, so like, uh, on the, uh, like the, the B team, Jean-Claude, Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal. I oh, think Ace. Chris Willis. 
Bruce Willis, Arnold, Sly, and I'd say Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, percent. What, what about what about? Uh, oh, you said Sylvester Stallone, right? Yeah, Sly. Sly's in there. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. That's one of the best movie characters like ever. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the A, the A tie. That's that's tough, man. It's a very memorable. I mean, yeah, you gotta give it up to Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Stallone, I'm gonna, I was gonna say, and all oh, that I put Kurt Russell at 18 level too. I put Kurt but, Russell in there. But Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon is a very memorable. I'm gonna have to say. I want to say uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, he was badass in uh, The Predator, and, and uh, he won me from and that. And Commando. And Commando, yep. And who then, who made worse? Who made some of the worst action movies between Sylvester Stallone or Arnold? Wait, Schwarzenegger? we got we, we got here Gabe's opinion first. His, to me, yeah, one of to me one of the best action heroes, the A Team. It's gonna be um, Arnold. I mean. Like I said, one of my favorite action movies of the 90s is Last Action Hero. That's Arnold. Right. Also, to me, Arnold made so many more uh, sci-fi horror, like sci-fi horror movies, action movies. Like it's the horror action with um, this, this, was it The Sixth Day? I believe it was called. Oh, yeah, Sixth yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was uh, good. That's my know, dad's favorite Isn't it called End, End of Days? End of Days. End of Days. That's my dad's favorite movie. Yeah, I mean, end of days. You had um, Total Recall. Yeah. I mean, he made really great sci-fi action movies. Like, it's like a whole genre to me upon itself. Is is what he made. You had the classic action star to shoot him up with Sylvester. With Sylvester. Right. But his moves, uh, Arnold's movies had some. High they were bad. Shit in High head. concept shit. Like they had so much more death to it than than Sylvester's stuff, you know? Right. So to me to me Arnold was definitely the winner of, of the nineties for me. What about what about you, Tony? Well I, I think out of all those guys, I think Mel had the best acting. Yep. Hands I, down. Sly, I'm not gonna count Rocky because it's not an action movie. But I mean in pure action movies, besides I don't like Rambo's a drama. I'm not gonna count the sequels. But I'm gonna say pure action movie, hands down, Mel had the best acting. The lethal weapon movies you, they introduce you to a guy who wants to kill himself from the first friend you meet, and he's got a gun in his mouth. Yep, yep. Uh, exactly mourning that. the death of his wife, and then you find out that he's registered as a lethal weapon because he could kill somebody literally on because he's to- a total badass. He's like if you saw Cliff Booth, Cliff Booth's pretty much Martin Riggs. You yep. know, I right. mean, legit. He lives in a trailer, has a dog. Uh, right. You know, Martin Riggs is one of the best movie characters ever. So Mel, Mel Gibson would probably be in there, but like. It's either Sly or that's tough. I, that's it's it's hard for me because I don't love forget all these guys. and don't forget Mad Max Mel Gibson that was a very Mel. Oh yeah. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah. He had two franchises. He, he Lethal well, Weapon and Mad Max. Not I'm gonna say and Arnold. There was a movie called The Sixth Day by Arnold. Was there? Yeah. It's about cloning humans. Became is it became illegal. This is back in 2000. So he oh, was a clone. I was I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like I said, very high concept movies for back in the day. Right. And Arnold also made you laugh with Kindergarten Cop, Twins, Last Action Hero. You know I what? Mean, I'm gonna, if we're going off that, I'm going to switch my answer. Because I feel like I can make a good argument for him. You know, also, one of one of, very underrated Arnold movie, Junior. What's that you guys about? remember Junior? 
and twins. Fucking right. twins, man. Junior. Junior was, he plays a scientist. Who gets pregnant. Right? <laughs> Who gets pregnant. He impregnates himself. And Danny DeVito's in it. So this is back when him and Danny DeVito were making movies together. They did Twins, then <laughs> they did Junior. Those yeah. are two great movies. Those great. Are two Junior movies. is fucking great. If you guys haven't watched Junior, you need to fucking yeah, watch I Junior. See, I gotta see this. You uh, have to see an Arnold pregnant and doing like Lamaze classes yep. and like fucking breathing <laughs> exercises. And he's dating. Of all things, he's dating. A pregnant guy is dating. He picks up like this hot, also scientist chick. Like it's, it's, it's very progressive. It's very, a fun movie. No, it's it's fun. Uh, yeah, I love that guy. All right, so I'm gonna switch my answer. I I was gonna say either Mel or Sly, but you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give it to the underrated one of the group. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Kurt Russell because Kurt Russell, as much as he did some fun action movies as well, all his performances are different. He's never playing the same type of action hero. In Tango and Cash, that guy is totally different than Jack Burton. Jack Burton isn't a traditional action hero. Snake Plissken is a total bad, badass, like Clint Eastwood type. Uh, to the character he plays in The Thing, which is totally, totally different than the, any of the characters that he plays. He's, he was so, so much able to change it up from each role. Uh, what's that one movie where the, where, I think it's called Breakdown, where the, his car breaks down and they kidnap his wife in the middle of the desert? Like, he's always able to change it up. He's never playing the mm. same as that character. So I mean, gonna... you can't forget him in Overboard. I mean, he played one of the most, you know. <laughs> Overboard's fun. I like Overboard. It's a fun oh, movie. And you're forgetting Tombstone for Kurt Russell? Co- Co- yeah, yeah, Tombstone. Good one too. What about Captain Ron? Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch that, Adrian. The Captain yeah, Ron. Yeah, is... I haven't, yeah. Uh, well, I will argue this, though, Tony. He did play the same character twice, Kurt Russell. Uh, what? Uh, uh, Death Proof, Stuntman Mike. Once Upon a Time Hollywood. He played that was the Randy. Stuntman. That's, yeah, I guess. Right? Maybe they're related. One of, my they favorite, one of my favorite Kurt Russell films of all time, Backdraft. Backdraft's <laughs> awesome. That, and... That's a totally. That's why I'm saying, like, he, totally different roles. He was always able to adapt. Oh yeah, he, he was in uh, he was in fucking Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy too. Well yeah, my God. Well, but let's be honest. All these A-list action stars all played different roles at one point in their careers or another. I mean, yeah. I mean, for us, you- cheesy as Stallone and and Arnold's been in some pretty cheesy movies. I mean, they they showed their range as a whole, but Sylvester's Which- being showing he had dramatic Which is why they make and comedy. Them- yeah. Top no, of the mountain, true. a list yeah, no. of action stars. Why, you know, why Steven Seagal, Jacques Kong, and Dam and Chuck Norris <laughs> have stayed down is because they just played a, it's a different it's movie. The same character. But the, it's the same character with a different name for the movie. And like the budgets get less and less and less and less. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, Which I'm going to include Dolph Lundgren in that B. B. He's in a B. B. Oh, 100%. No. no, he's in C class, man. Dolph is not B class. He's C class. Dolph Plus, is awesome, but he's. You put C-class. Dolph lower than uh, John Claude. Steven Seagal. Yeah. Well, I, I have Steven Seagal last. Steven Seagal to me, he's not even nowhere near the mountain. Like yeah. another great he, Arnold comedy with Jim Belushi. I think it's called right. Red Heat or something like that. Are you talking about Jingle All the Way? That was a good. No, 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 no. That, was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one too. But I think it's called Red Heat. It's like a buddy action movie. Arnold plays like a Russian Moscow cop who has to team up with an American cop. And it's like a buddy action movie. I, forgot, I think it's called Red Heat. Yeah, I've seen it a couple of years ago. Um, okay. Uh, what about 
I, would you consider Nicolas Cage action star or no? No, I think he's done action movies, but I don't think he's an action star. I think the biggest action star of all time, and I think there's no way you could, uh, you can't deny this. You can't argue this. Keanu Reeves? No, because this guy puts butts in seats no matter yeah. what. And he, he's got he's got the, yeah. the power Keanu Reeves, of... John no, Wick. No, he's got the power of aliens on his side because he looks like he's been 30 for the past 30 Tom years. Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise unequivocally is the best action hero objectively. It's not, I'm not saying favorite. I'm saying the best of all time. You're Explain. right. The show this guy, the show this guy on our roster Dude, is one of the best. Mission Impossible. There's never been a movie he oh, hasn't Mission been Impossible able to sell seats. Good. I mean, yes, there is. The, yes, there is. There's been movies he hasn't been able to sell. Maybe seats. the maybe the Mummy. Mummy. No. That's it. No. Go look at this filmography. I am. I am. Jack Reacher. That put butts in seats. The first no, one. Did the first one did. The first one did. Not the second one. The first one. War of the Worlds. That made money. That was a good one. Yeah, that, that was good. It made money. I saw that the last, driving. The Last Samurai. That was. I didn't that was see great. that one. I heard that was good. Up. Yeah. No, I mean you guys are saying it was great, but we're talking about butts and seat. It did it night okay. and day. Okay, look. Sh- show me the. Show me the how much it made back and how much did it cost. What the Last Samurai? Last Samurai. All yeah. Right. Well, guys, but well, let's be honest. Mission Possible, a really long franchise, been spanning 11 movies. The last Since Mission Impossible. Oh, remember, remember, Adrian, you didn't want to see yeah. the last Mission Impossible Dude, movie. It was badass. Holy shit, it was nuts. Remember, the, just that scene where he's just running from one place to the other at the yeah. ending. The fucking bathroom. epic as hell. Right. So we're not counting fight. the last samurai. Okay, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the ba- the ba- I want to talk about the bathroom fight scene in the last Mission Impossible. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Hell yeah. And let's be honest, guys. Each Mission Impossible just, is like you, ha- you have to It's like it gets better. <laughs> you have to sit there and think how can you make 11, like what, 11 movies? There's, there's I think there's seven of them. Dude, Six a way better seven. franchise than, way better franchise than uh, Die Hard. Yeah, hands Same. down. Like, Dude, the movies like, got better. How can you make yeah. seven great movies of Mission Impossible? Like, and they look exactly the same in all yeah. of them. <laughs> I know, they are, but they, for some reason they're fun. Right. I think because so they I'm don't come out every year. For Tom Cruise, I think his big name is overseas. Because, for example, I'm just going to use this one, okay. Jack Reacher. You guys said it was great and it was a good movie. It's as the, low as the, the first one made money, though. But right? domestically... Domestically, it only made eighty million dollars. How much did it cost? Budget, though? Huh? What was, what was the, the budget? budget of the mo- of the movie? Um, the budget of the movie, I don't know. Doesn't. I think it's sixty. I think. I it, think I, I, so it's success because they made over budget. They, so, but overseas, it made one hundred and thirty-eight million over overseas. Okay, I give you that. The Jack Reacher was a more of a one of his more forgettable characters. Okay, so Jack Reacher, it was on a budget of sixty million. It made two hundred and eighteen million. Overseas accounts for a lot of these big movie star stuff. Right. Uh, it made eighty million dollars uh, stateside, which it broke even. That's like not nothing they could complain about. They kind no, they didn't break even. They they made twenty million stateside, pretty much. Like Jack Reacher was one of his more lesser like characters he played. Right. I know. This, I I know the sequel wasn't that good. I remember. I, I remember the sequel being pretty forgettable. And it, hey, uh, it hey. And it, guys, and it, how can you forget Top Gun? One of the best action movies out there ever of made. Of course. Top Gun's one of the most badass movies ever. And by today's account, would have made like $800 million. Oh, yeah. 
hands down. That's why Top Gun Maverick. I'm sorry. I think Days of Thunder is better than Top Gun, and I wish I had a sequel to Days of Thunder. To say Days of Thunder? <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna tell me that chemistry between him and um, uh, Nicole Kidman wasn't like like palpable. Like it came through the the screen. Like you could feel it. Plus, the racing scenes were a lot better than the flying scenes in Top Gun. Days of Thunder is awesome. Uh, no, 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 you're Thunder. right. Though. That that was good. Um, but let's be honest. Like this new Top Gun movie is going to be a Maverick. Is going to be one of the best. I'm going to be a fanboy on this, <laughs> hands I'm, down. I, I think I can't wait. I think it's going to have the perfect mix, mixture of the classic '80s cheesiness and this new age, though. Done right. I think they they could do a lot of stuff with the drones and everything. It's going to be good. One of the best Tom Cruise movies that I love, and it's a sequel. It does, you know, a lot of movies now are doing this sequel reboot thing where they take an actor that was in a movie like Halloween or Terminator, and they're like, oh, they're back, you know? And it's like a new generation is introduced. One of the best movies, uh, and Top Gun's going to do it too, uh, is The Color of Money. I love The Color of Money. And The Color of Money is uh, it's a sequel to the movie The Hustler from right. the 60s. The Color of Money's badass, man. The Color of Money's really good. It's so uh, badass. I mean, and then Tom Cruise, his character, he's wearing a shirt with his own name on it the entire film. He's doing, like, karate moves with the with the pool stick while he's beating people. Uh, it's He's the best in that movie. The Color of Money's a badass. Do you know movie. which one I really like that Tom Tony, Cruise Tony, check is. your phone. Edge oh, of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow's fun, man. Oh yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that was a good. Edge, one. Edge of Tomorrow was was good, but but then that movie had some weird problems though. Like the studio wanted to like control more of the movie, more so than anything. Probably, but I know it got renamed when it got out to like home release. So I, live, right, die, live, die, die, repeat. repeat. It was Which originally was... called All You Need Is Kill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, I remember. It had like a couple of different names for sure. Right. Yeah. And, that's why they had trouble. It, that movie made that movie broke even because of DVD and Blu-ray sales. But they had trouble with the well. It, it, budget was 178 million, but its box office was 370 million. So it, it which did is just fine. like it did fine. But they said on DVD, people were discovering it more, and that's where it made a lot of its money. It, right. It, people were discovering it more because of the constant name changes. Like you were marketing yeah, yeah. one name, we and you get yeah. to another name. Is like, is this the same movie? Is this something else? I don't remember the trailers being all that great. They just looked pretty whatever, but the movie was so fun. I, I know I know the director outright said that like, like the producers wanted to have more explanation on the time traveling mechanic and it was like who right. like we don't care. It's like it's just a fucking time travel. Right. You I know, don't need a yeah, you just fun time. It's up. Like I think that I think the director had a huge problem with, with the with the studio trying to overstep the boundaries instead of letting him make the movie he wanted to make. They were like, You have to right. explain this, you have to explain that, you have to show this or do that. I was like, dude, let me just make the fucking movie. I um, hope we get a sequel. That was a fun, fun film. That was a really fun movie. I, I forgot uh, as of tomorrow, that's when like they keep on dying over and over. Right. It's it's dying like, again, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's like a fun. video game. It's, it's a, like Groundhog Day. It's, it's a Groundhog Day, but it's like a, yeah, it's like a love movie. It's a it's a ro- it's a romantic movie, guys. It's a romance movie. Let's be honest. It pretty much is. It's like a romantic comedy with like space with action. and shit. Yeah. He's you know he's over here like Emily Blunt is like I'm never gonna date you and that blah blah like never gonna love you but she ends up falling in love with him eventually after all this hard yeah. work. You know it's like, what's funny. You know what's funny? It's like my girlfriend, like, before we were dating, she said that she would never date me, she would never have feelings for me, and boom, now she's, like, sucking my nuts. Okay. 
All right, like we're that. flexed, man. All right, cool. We're flexed, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's it's good good to know. Um so I want to say that real quick, I for the past two, three weeks, I've been watching Veronica Mars exclusively every day. Um uh, you guys should check it out. It's a really good show. I didn't give it I didn't think of any anything of it when it released back in 2004. But then I saw Hulu was like doing a season four with an older Kristen Bell. I was like, well, let me check this out. So I went back to season one. And it's a really good, like, crime, you know, cop she's type like a, show. She's a private investigator, right? She's a, yeah, she's a teenage PI for, like, the first couple of seasons. <clears throat> and then the third season, which was, was, like, the end of, like, you know, the... Like, it was, like, the end of, like, the original. She's, like, now in college. And she officially has become a PI. And there's and a movie, then, isn't there? And then there is a movie, which was a crowdsourced movie. Okay. And then season four just dropped like, like earlier this month by Hulu. So I would definitely say check out Veronica Mars. It was actually it's actually pretty done. It's nice. It's done really well. And here's my clo- here's my closing thought. Uh, watch What's Upon a Time in Hollywood again. I watched it five times. <laughs> Beat my record. Five times. Beat my record. Yeah, we come in peace. Yeah, we bring the sleaze. Yeah, so take a seat. Yeah, oh, the sex talking naughty. We're here with everybody. So come and join the party. Yeah, we come in peace. Yeah, we bring the sleaze. Yeah, so take a seat. Yeah, oh, the sex talking naughty. We're here. Everybody so come and 